Amen. Good to see you here this morning. We want to welcome those viewing online as well. I've entitled this message, Five Smooth Stones. I want to talk to you briefly, highlight some lessons from the story of the great battle of David versus Goliath that should be a story that is familiar to you. But hopefully, I want to highlight some things concerning this story that perhaps you haven't thought about. And some things that we can apply to our lives. And so, to set the stage, I just want to mention one verse. That being from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. This is what it says. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, it's your day. It's a day that you've made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, it's my prayer as it always is that you'll just take control of this service. I pray that you will speak to those that are here. Lord, I know there's nothing that I can give to offer anything of any significance There's nothing that I can say to meet any need. Lord, all that has to come from you. And so I pray that you roam about us. I pray that your spirit is felt. I pray that you speak to the minds and the hearts that are here today. And and use me, Lord. They don't need anything that I have to say. What they need is you. Have your way in this place. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sure you'd all agree when I say life is full of challenges. Amen? This life is full of challenges. Now, some of those challenges are very minor. They really don't affect us in a deep way. They may cause uh, us to, um, you know, it may catch our attention here and there. But they're just little things that, that we get over pretty easily. And then there are some medium kinds of challenges. Those that... Um, perk our interest, those that wake us up a little bit, uh, those that offer some obstacles and and things in our life. But usually, we have the energy, we have the know-how, we have the wisdom enough to get past them. But then there are some monster challenges. I'm talking about those things that wipe us out. Those things that cause great dread and great fear. They bring tears to our eyes, anxiety to our hearts, and frustration to our lives. These challenges, they become aggravation, irritation, and ultimately exasperation. And when these challenges become overwhelming and impossible, it may cause us to refer to them as a giant in our life. Something very significant, a giant challenge. That's what 1 Samuel chapter 17 is all about. You know the story. The chapter opens as Israel and the Philistines are facing off in battle. And David's older brothers, they're already there. They're with the army and what David, he's at home tending the sheep. And so David's father Jesse sends him, sends David to the war zone to, to give his brothers some supplies and to give him, them some food. And so he goes there and, and, and when he shows up, 
He sees that his brother, he sees his brother, brothers, and the entire Israel army cowering down in fear, in dread. And there was some reason to be fearful. There was a man by the name of Goliath there. Now, Goliath was huge. He was a sight to see. They say he was over nine feet tall and he carried armor weighing a little over 120 pounds. And now all of Gath was, was a land of giants. Philistines, they, they were a land of giants. And, and, and Goliath was a giant among them. I mean, we're talking about a massive, massive guy. And so there was reason to be fearful. And so here comes Goliath. He steps forward because they had decided as many times they did back then. Instead of uh, causing both armies to suffer many lives, what they would say sometimes, hey, let, let, let's take my guy and you take your guy and let's just let them fight. And whoever wins, that army declares the victory. That way it would save lives and it would, it, it would keep each army from um, exhausting all their resources. And so sure enough, this is what happened in this particular case. And the Philistines, they were glad to offer their champion, Goliath. He was huge. And so he steps forward, and as you can imagine, everyone begins to look around. No, not me. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you check with them. No, no, not, not me. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting up there. And then here you have David. He's like, man, I, I, I'll do it. <laughs> Sign me up. David runs towards Goliath, prepared to fight. And the Bible says he gathers five smooth stones from a brook. Five smooth stones. A few years ago, I was in Israel, and I got to visit the Valley of Allah, which is where the battle of David and Goliath took place. And so I took advantage to go down to the brook there, the same brook. There's a little river there with a brook with tons of little rocks. And I picked up five rocks. And I carried them home. And I want to use them today as just to illustrate five lessons that we can learn from this particular passage. David runs towards with great courage to the Goliath. And you know what happens. He... he uh, Takes his slingshot, and he only needed one of them, didn't he? He hits him right between the eyes, and he falls down. He takes his sword, and he cuts his head off, and that was the end of that. Just like that, it was over. And Israel declares victory over the Philistines. Say, how do you go about overcoming some challenges? You say, Pastor, I've got a giant in my life. I've got a great behemoth challenge in my life. How do you go about it? Let me give you five lessons from the life of David and this story. The first one is the stone of the past. It's a stone of the past. Now, many times when you think about past, you've heard all kinds of messages on that. You need to let go of the past. No, but here I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about remembering the past the right way. Remembering the past the right way. Let me ask you something. How long has this particular giant been stalking you? How long has it been stalking you? How long has it been in your life? 
Here's what I've learned. Many times we talk about, man, I've got so many issues. Usually it comes down to one. Usually it's this one thing that, 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 that keeps tripping us up. There's one thing that we keep putting off. There's one thing that we just can't seem to kick in our life. And it causes all kinds of other havoc. And it's been with us over and over and over. Because, hey, this isn't the first rodeo that the Israelites had with the Philistines. This, this, this people, this uh, enemy had, had been in their lives for, for many years. Goliath's family was an ancient foe of the Israelites. It was Joshua, if you remember, who drove them out of the promised land 300 years later or earlier. Saul's soldiers, they saw Goliath and man, they, they, they started thinking, oh, not again. Man, my great-grandfather, they, they battled them. My, my grandfather, they battled them. Our fathers battled them. No, not again. Surely not. Not the Philistines again. Perhaps that's familiar to you. Perhaps every once in a while, this battle, this Goliath in your life keeps showing up. And you're like, golly, man, I, I thought I whipped it. I thought I had it taken care of but it just keeps showing its head in your life whether it's something that happens in secret that you keep thinking that you've got the the willpower to say no to or whether it's some kind of addiction that you think you have got it kicked or maybe it's a person that every time they come around you're like oh not again (laughs) Man, they, they, they know how to push your buttons or say the right thing to get you flustered and frustrated, whatever the case may be. Goliaths, they still roam our world today, whether it's debt, disaster, danger, deceit, disease, depression. Man, it, it comes in all sorts. And maybe, maybe... You've grown some words to say, man, I, I'm becoming an alcoholic just like my father. Man, my mother couldn't have any friends. It's the same reason I can't have any friends. Divorce streaks through our family like a bad disease and it just keeps coming in. Maybe, maybe there's a giant in your life. It just keeps replaying over and over and over in your life. You say, how did, how did David handle it? Well, David remembered his God. Instead of remembering the bad things, what he did, he remembered where God had delivered him. See, he had courage, was willing to step forward to the giant because you know what he said? He said, man, God has already delivered me in many ways. He's given me strength to wrestle a lion, to strong arm a bear. Surely he'll do the same. For me today. A good memory, ladies and gentlemen, makes heroes. A bad memory makes wimps. First Chronicles 16, 12, it says, Remember his marvelous works which he has done. Has God not been good to you already? Can, can you not think back and see so many times where God has already delivered you? Can you not see some times where, man, this thing could have been a lot worse. But praise God, it wasn't. I could have lost my life here, but I didn't. 
This, this could, have, could have blown up and been a lot worse than it was, but man, it wasn't. Man, the next time the giant rears his head in your life, man, just think back. Give God some credit. Remember the past. Remember what God has already done for you. Number two, it's a stone of, of prayer. It's a stone of prayer. Stone of the past, but the stone of prayer. Before going high, David went low. Amen? Before ascending to fight, David descended to prepare. Don't face your giant, ladies and gentlemen, without going to the Lord. Dedicate time to pray. To pray. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 6.18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the, in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Prayer spawned David's successes. When Saul's soldiers tried to capture him, David turned towards God. How do you survive a fugitive life in the caves? David did by praying. Prayers like Psalm 57, have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me. For in you I take refuge, I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cry out to God, the Most High, the one who vindicates me. Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is upon you. Man, when's the last time you, you just prayed? Instead of being so stressed out and so flustered. And, man, when's the last time you just asked God to help you? Sought God during whatever challenge that you're going to. Hey, if you've got a challenge before you. If you've got a problem. If you've got an issue. Pray. It sounds simple, but man, my goodness. It, uh, statistics are still the same. About 20% of Christians Say that they ever pray. 20% of Christians ever, ever seek the Lord or pray in any way. There's a stone of prayer. Thirdly, there's a stone of priority. The stone of priority. Remember in a battle that your highest priority is to place it upon God. Your highest priority in battle is God's reputation. It's not your own. No one was going to defame David's Lord. He said, all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel for the battle is the Lord's. You ever completed or accomplished something? And I mean, man, put a bunch of energy. And I'm talking about just exhausted, all kinds of resources. And you've done this thing and then somebody else steps up and gets the credit for it. Has that ever happened? How did it make you feel? Now, let me make this injection. If you've got to receive the credit for everything you do, you won't ever be a great leader. I'll, I'll go ahead and get that out of the way. If, you, if you've got to get the credit for everything that happens in your life, you won't ever be a great leader. But, but how, how does that make you feel when somebody else gets the credit for everything that you've done? Man, don't we do that to God all the time? 
It's amazing what God does in our life. And then we're, we're so uh, hesitant to give him the glory and him the honor. And we're so quick to take it ourselves. David saw Goliath. He saw this giant as a chance to lift his God up. For his God to get the credit. For his God to be lifted on high, to be glorified. Did David know that, that he would get out of the battle alive? Perhaps he didn't, but he was willing to give his life for the reputation of God. What if you saw your giant in the same manner? Rather than dread him, you welcomed him. Your depression or illness is God's chance to show his healing. Your sin is God's opportunity to showcase his grace. Your failing marriage can reveal God's redemptive power to put it back together. Your struggles in life can be a testimony of God's faithfulness. Pastor, can our marriage get any better? Can I really get past this anxiety? Man, this addiction keeps coming and going. Man, it's been, it's been coming and going for decades. Can I ever get over it? Am I ever going to get any better? Am I ever going to change? Are there some new doors ever going to be opened in my life? Am I ever really going to be happy again ever? The answer to all of those, ladies and gentlemen, can be yes. But listen to me. If it does happen, it'll be because of God, not you. And you've got to be willing to give him credit for that. It was a great day in my life when I stopped having the desire. And listen to me, I had to pray and seek God for it. And I still struggle from time to time. But man, it was a great day when I began to be okay for not getting the credit for everything that I've done. Because here's the thing you'll realize. You won't ever get the credit that you deserve. Not, Not if you do things godly in the way you're supposed to. Because the Bible says don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. Right? And so here's the thing. Everybody won't always know. There's no way for everybody to know all the work that you've put in. If you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're making sure that you don't have a platform every time you do something. And so there's no way everybody can always know how much work and how much effort that you've put in and how much you do behind the scenes when no one's looking. Nobody can ever know that. That, And because of that, they won't ever be able to give you the credit that you deserve. And that's okay. you got to be okay with that. Our priority for doing what we do is to lift God up, not ourselves. It's to give him the praise and him the glory. Anything that happens good in this world, ladies and gentlemen, it's because of the God we serve. Hmm. Harry Truman, he said this, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. The stone of priority, number four, there's a stone of passion. The stone of passion. David ran not from, but towards his giant. It's in 1 Samuel 17, 48. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. On one side of the battle, you had Saul and his cowardly army shying away from the battle. and On the other, you had Goliath and his huge army scoffing and making fun of the army before him. And then in the middle, you had this little scrawny, skinny, 
shepherd boy named David. Who bet on David that day? Think about it. Who had their money set on David going up against this nine-foot giant? It wasn't the Philistines. It wasn't the Hebrews. It wasn't even David's own family. But God did. Amen? God believed in him. And since God did and since David knew that God did, he ran towards the giant and he was confident that he would have victory. You see, this principle's played out even in sports. In the sports world, man, they, they say the greatest ones are the ones that can function under pressure. Amen? Right? Those ones that when the game is on the line, they can still produce. Because you got a lot of good players that, 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 that shy away, that buckle, and that don't have the confidence to do it when the money's on the line. Oh, but the great ones can do it in high-pressured situations because they're confident enough to do it. And the, the, the same should be true about us. Man, so many, so, so many things come, come upon us. And, and church, you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have some great obstacles in your life. And, and for one reason or another, Christians have just bailed out. Hey, I, I'm, I'm tired of having lists. I'm tired of having sign-ups. And everybody's like, well, if you can't get somebody else, then call me. I mean, my goodness, where's our passion and desire and want to to say, here I am, send me. Here I am, I'm willing to put some extra effort in. You got to have some passion to do that. And I'm telling you, that only comes from the Lord. Hey, if, when somebody comes to me and says that uh, they're, uh, they're called to ministry, first of all, I praise the Lord. But second of all, I always tell them, you make sure you're, you're called. You make sure you're called to ministry because it won't carry you through, ladies and gentlemen, unless it's from the Lord. Our strength comes from Him. Number five, the stone of persistence. The stone of persistence. There's, there's always a lot of talk. In the five stones. You know, David picked up five stones and, like, well, he only, you know, the, some of the naysayers, well, he only needed one. Why'd he pick up five? It, obviously, his faith wasn't what it should be. If he, if he trusted in God enough, all he needed was one. If he just knew, if he knew God could take care of it in one, well, I, I don't think that was the case. You see, if, if you do your research, if you, know a little bit, if you know a little more about the story, Goliath had four behemoth brothers. They were huge. And so perhaps he was just preparing himself. Hey, I'll take care of this giant and the other bozos, they want to step up. I got one for them too. Amen. Because here's what I've realized, ladies and gentlemen. When I face a giant and God helps me get over this giant, usually it ain't very long before another one comes along. Amen? That's why the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Because I'm here to tell you, you may have, you may have the strength to take care of one, but eventually you'll burn out. 
You'll tire out as many of us Christians do oftentimes because we're trying to do things on our own strength instead of in the strength of God. And I'm telling you, you need his strength to carry you on, to carry you through. One prayer might not be enough. Has it ever occurred to you? You pray for something, oh, it doesn't happen, just go to something else. Maybe you need to pray more than once. I, I, I tried this one time, doesn't seem to work. I guess it's not God's will. Well, well maybe, maybe you need to try it again. Maybe God's testing you. One apology might not be, well, I've already done what I'm supposed to do. I said I'm sorry. Well, maybe you need to show a little more effort to fix the situation. Maybe one apology is not enough. Maybe one day or one month of resolve might not suffice. You may get knocked down a time or two, but church, don't quit. Man, keep loading the rocks. Be ready. Be ready. Acts 13, 22, it reminds us that God said that David was a man after God's own heart. The only person in Scripture that that's mentioned of. He was a man after God's own heart. Now, the fact that God saw him as such, it should give us great hope. It should because David's life was not perfect. In fact, it was very disappointing at times. It was filled with many ups and downs, and many of us ride the same roller coaster because we're human, just like David was. And we alternate between good days and bad days, successes and failures and Man, in David's good moments, perhaps there was no one, no one greater. But in his bad moments, perhaps there was no one worse. Yet it was a heart that God loved. We need David's story. Giants are all around us. Rejection, failure, revenge, remorse. I'm talking about giants. Church, we got to face them. We can't run from them. I just want to encourage you that with the power and the strength of God, you can run towards and towards them and face them and beat them instead of running from them for the rest of your life. Anyone watching the NBA Finals? Zero basketball fans. Okay, all right, there you go. We got, we got some. All right, yeah. Uh, you know the Celtics are playing. I don't really. Root for the Celtics. But they, there used to be a Celtic that played. Very popular. I, I used to like watching him. His name was Larry Bird. Anybody remember Larry Bird? One time in an interview, Larry Bird said this. He said, I put on this uniform not to play a game. Every time I put on this uniform and I step out on that court, I put it on to win the game. Amen? I put it on to win the game. Church, I want to encourage you, when you come to church, when you get in your prayer closet, when you pray and you seek the Lord, hey, don't just do it to play the game. We got enough Christians that's just going through the motions and nothing great's ever happening in their life. Hey, I'm telling you, we serve a God who's great. We serve a God who will give you the power and the strength to overcome whatever the devil throws at you. I'm telling you, when you face a battle, you can face it with the courage that you can win the battle and have victory. Over whatever this world 
throws after you. Man, we, we got enough just playing the game. Play to win. And you can be confident in that if you give it to him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. and We thank you. I thank you for meeting with us, Lord. I, I believe you, you, you're here. I believe you've spoken. and Lord, you knew from the beginning of time who would be sitting here listening to this message. And I pray that we don't take that for granted. I pray that everyone responds as you'd have them to. With every head bowed and eyes closed. No one looking but myself. You say, Pastor, I'm here and I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I'm tired of fighting life alone. I'm tired of fighting all these battles by myself. I'm, I'm ready to turn my life over. To the Lord, I'm ready to be saved. If that's you, I wonder if I could just see your hand. No one looking but myself. You just slip it up gently so that I can see it. Say, today I'm ready to give my life to the Lord. Just slip it up so that I can see it. Maybe, maybe you would say, Pastor, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm fighting some battles. I'm facing some challenges that I can't win alone. And I need the Lord. Would you just pray for me? Say, that message was for me. Could I just see your hand? Yeah, sure. Yeah, see those. Yes. Yes, I see those. My goodness. Hands everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're going to stand. I want us to sing. I just encourage you. Man, if you're going through a battle, you're going through a, a challenge today, man, I, I encourage you to settle, settle it. I encourage you to come and pray. Man, I, I, I love reading the old stories of the early church. They used to use a phrase called praying through. It was their way of saying, man, we, we prayed until, until the battle was won. Yeah. I believe in that. I believe in that. I'm convinced many times we come to the altar and we leave and, man, whatever we've carried in, we just take it right back out. You don't have to do that. Settle business with the Lord today. You come to Him. You seek Him. And victory can be yours by His grace. So we sing, you come.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've made Jesus Christ your Savior, or maybe you'd just like some prayer, or just some more information about our church, do us a favor and email us at the address at the bottom of your screen, or you can just reach out to us through the comment section of whatever platform you're viewing on. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we hope to see you next week.